Hello. Welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I together discover great music, picking up information to keep jazz old and new alive. My name is Larry Sademan, here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. For part four of the best jazz albums of 2022, I put together a top ten. Not at all personal, but rather based on what people who know a lot about jazz are saying. I went through all the top 10 lists I could find on the internet and in one magazine, wrote out every jazz album that was placed on such a list, and put a little tick every time somebody chose that album. It turned out to be a much bigger project than I'd reckoned on. When I started, I figured I'd find maybe 100 or so albums, maybe 20 or 30 lists, and lots of repetition. Instead, what I got was 475 different albums, 97 reviewers, and the vast majority were only mentioned once. But fortunately, there were a few that received a lot of votes, and those are the ones on which I'm focusing for this episode. Let's start with the most popular Canadian album, even if it only received four votes, The Ostera Project, a group of all Canadian women, it's co-led by two Vancouver-based musicians, bassist Jody Prosnick and pianist Amanda Tossoff. Also in it are Alison O oh on alto sax, Jocelyn Gould, guitar, Rachel Terrian, trumpet, Sana Kadora on drums, and Joanna Majoko on vocal. I look forward to hearing this because I saw Joanna Majoko, originally from Zimbabwe, a few years ago, where she had taken over as lead vocalist for Jane Bennett and Makeke. So, why Ostara? Well, Ostara is a Wiccan holiday, celebrating a god who symbolizes fertility, rebirth, and renewal. And this is the rebirth of the old standard, Bye Bye Blackbird.
a Canadian album, The Ostara Project, featuring Joanna Majoko vocals. Tied for numbers 9 and 10 on the tally of best lists, each receiving 13 votes, are Terry Lynn Carrington's New Standards album and the first release on the new African Blue Note label by Neduzo Makatini in the spirit of do, spelled N-T-U. Let's start with a clip from the president of Blue Note Records, Don Waz, Neduzo Makatini. He's a central figure in South Africa's vibrant jazz scene, and, and I see him as a musical, spiritual philosopher who, who takes music and sound and employs it metaphorically to convey the deepest aspects of the African cosmology. Now let's have the composer keyboardist himself explain the meaning of this particular track that I'm going to play called Senza Nina. The, the word is Senza Nina, which Senza means recreate or create. Na, nina means mother. So it's, it's a kind of way of like, how do we recreate, how do we produce a new man? How do we create a new man that is more sensitive and more loving? So that's basically the message uh, that this song projects. You know, it's like there's something of deep essence do that has died within us and, and there has to be a reawakening of that aspect of our being. Thank you. 
from In the Spirit of Do. Now for something from the other album that received the votes of 13 reviewers, Terry Lynn Carrington, New Standards, Volume 1. And this is a project from this creative drummer with the objective of eventually recording music by 101 different female composers. She's put together a book with lead sheets of all these compositions. And that's since so few female writers are represented in the real books that are so often referenced by jazz players and students. What I find makes this album so listenable is its variety. You can't pigeonhole any of the compositions into any particular style of jazz. The consistent lineup is her quintet of trumpeter Nicholas Payton, Chris Davis on piano, Linda May Han Oh on bass, and Matthew Stevens guitar. And there are vocalists on a few of those tracks, such as the one I'm going to play. Carla Blaze, Two Hearts, Samara Joy sings it, and Ravi Coltrane puts forth a lovely sax solo. Terry Lynn Carrington. I'm We laugh, we play, sweet smiles along the way. Some say 
Samara Joy on vocal and by coincident her album, her second one called Linger While, is tied for the seventh position in terms of the number of reviewers choosing it in their top ten. Since I've played Samara Joy in a few other episodes as well, I'll move on to the other album that also had 14 votes. 
even though I played a track from it a couple weeks ago, it never hurts to play another one because it's such a great straight-ahead jazz album. And there aren't that many of them on those lists that feature great straight-ahead jazz with lots of improvised solos here by four jazz superstars. It's Joshua Redman on sax, Brad Meldo piano, Christian McBride bass, and drummer Brian Blade. And the album is called Long Gone. Here's the title track.
Redmond, Meldow, McBride, and Blade, long gone. Two albums were tied for fifth place. One was Charles Lloyd's Chapel album with Bill Frizzell and Charles Morgan, and I played a track from that a couple weeks ago in episode 211. So I'll move on to the other one, Mesmerism by Taishan Sori. Taishan Sori is a drummer and pianist. You may not know that many, maybe most, top-notch jazz drummers are also pianists. He's known for composing for complex scores, many of which sound rather out there. But for this album, he tried something very different. He decided to record songs either from the Great American Songbook or jazz compositions that he thought should be part of the Great American Songbook. Not only that, Instead of his usual careful rehearsals, he selected musicians who hadn't played on stage together and only had an hour or two of rehearsal before recording the album. The musicians he chose were pianist Aaron Diel, who has made records with Cecile McLaurin Salvant, and bassist Matt Brewer, who had been involved in many projects with Sorry. Here they are with the last track on the album, Duke Ellington's Rem Blues. Taishan Sori.
Sean Sorry, Rem Blues, from the number five ranked album from Contabulating 97 Critics' Lists of Jazz Albums from 2022. That one had 15 votes. Now we're moving up to albums that have had 20 or more critics put them on their top 10 lists with 23 votes. In fourth place, we have Micaiah McCraven's In These Times album. And In These Times is a clever title, since there are a few different time signatures, as well as historical references throughout the album. Uh, One reviewer states where it's the rhythmic trickery beneath the surface that draws the listener in. Here's the title track, which starts with a clip of Harry Belafonte talking about the legendary folk song John Henry who died after winning a contest with a steam drill and was seen as a symbol of the workers' foredoomed struggle against the machine. I never want to be known as anybody opposed to progress. He says, but this is no longer a matter of progress or not progress. My brothers, my friends, my cousins have died trying to build this tunnel. And it just kind of seems to me that nobody has the right to take away our responsibility to finish what these people have died for. Our dignity is involved in it, our integrity and everything that we believe is working men are involved. So I ain't really opposed to the machine. I just feel that the machine can't take the place of the soul and the sweat for the many men who died to help build this tunnel. And uh, we gotta finish it, and it just ain't no two ways about it.
Makaya McCraven in these times, an album that is exciting many music fans and reviewers, and not just those who are into jazz. In third place, with 26 votes, is The Second Hand, the second album by alto saxophonist Emmanuel Wilkins, who I've played a couple times on Discovering Jazz. He mesmerized me when I saw him live last year at the Victoria Jazz Festival. The notes to the album state, The Seventh Hand derives its title from a question steeped in biblical symbolism. If the number six represents the extent of human possibility... Wilkins wondered what it would mean, how it would sound to invoke divine intervention and allow that seventh element to possess his quartet. In other words, what if God joined their group? Well, I find I can totally enjoy listening to this album without having to know any of that deeper meaning. And on this track, I can reframe it as what if flottest? Elena Penderhughes joined their group of Micah Thomas's piano, Daryl John's bass, and Kweku Sumri's drums, along with the alto sax of Emmanuel Wilkins. Here's the answer. This track is called Witness, Emmanuel Wilkins.
Emmanuel Wilkins, the third most mentioned album in the top 10 jazz albums lists of 2022. Next, before I go to numbers one and two, how about a Canadian album that, while it may have only made a few critics' lists, it was better than most Canadian albums did. Three jazz reviewers placed this album by bassist Neil Swainson in their top ten. It's called Fire in the West. Why the title? Well, maybe to show that there's some great jazz in the West as well as the East. And Swainson was born in British Columbia. Or more likely, because when he was flying to Vancouver, he witnessed the wildfire smoke that took over the whole summer of 2021. This track is dedicated to pianist composer Horace Silver and is called Silver Mine.
Neil Swainson on bass, Renee Rosnes piano, Brad Turner trumpet, Kelly Jefferson tenor sax, and Louis Nash drums. One of 2022's most popular Canadian jazz albums, Neil Swainson's Fire in the West. It's time for the two most heralded jazz albums from 2022. Number two is Ghost Songs by Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, which received votes from 28 of the 77 reviewers who made top 10 lists. Here's the opening track, her rendition of the Kate Bush composition, Withering Heights. Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, 28 different reviewers, put her ghost song album on their top 10 list. The one who seemed to be on every list, even though in truth it was really only 31 of the 97 reviewers, about a third of them who thought that Mary Halverson's Amaryllis album was one of the best jazz albums of the year. Closing off this episode with the title tune, composer Mary Halverson on guitar, Patricia Brennan on vibraphone, Nick Dunstan bass, Thomas Fujiwara on drums, Jacob Garchik trombone, and Adam O'Farrell on trumpet. Next week, 
the last of this five-part series and the best of 2022, where I get to play tracks from albums that, at least from what I've listened to, seem to be my own favorites. My name's Larry Sademan. Bye for now. <laughs>